Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, partner in crime, really the best way to describe this person is my everything, is at Eric Delisle. Phil, cheerio, mate. Yeah, cheers, Eric. Uh, you having a good time in London? I'm, uh, I'm surviving over here. We miss you across the pond. What do you mean? You're, not, you're thriving. You're not surviving. That's true. That's true. Uh, living your best life uh, over there in London. Uh, how, how's the week gone? It's been a nice week. I think good for the team to get away, have a chance to uh, uh, maybe reset a little bit, galvanize the team, and also uh, good for me. It's been fun. Yeah, I, was, I don't care about the football team. I want to know how your <laughs> week is been. It's been really nice. I don't know if people saw on Twitter, Phil, I, I got a little cut out of your face and I was carrying it around with me to various pubs and activities. That was very people. kind of you. Thanks for bringing my spirit along. You're welcome. People, I mean, they were lining up to take photos. It was uh, at the Broncos official pub, not to be confused with the Broncos official YouTube channel, but uh, so people could take, they could take photos with cheerleaders. There were kind of rally towels. Miles, the mascot was there. The biggest attraction by far was your face on a stick. <laughs> the people, uh, there's a, there's a big following for this show, you know, especially uh, overseas. That's true. So uh, N- nice. NZ worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Broncos country became a uh, Broncos uh, world. And so same with NZ nation. Right. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Eric, uh, this week we heard for the first time from uh, general manager, George Payton this season. So since the two and five start, you know, uh, this was the first opportunity to really ask him uh, questions about where he thinks this team is. I know that's something we're going to dive into on this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice to, nice to hear from George. I mean, he, uh, he typically talks about this time in a season. I mean, based on the, the kind of one year that we've seen him here as general manager, but n- nice to hear from him, get his thoughts on everything that's going on. Well, normally we hear from him because the trade deadline happens to be coming up uh, next Tuesday. And uh, there's a couple of names on this Broncos roster that have been swirling around in NFL circles. Yep. That's right. Phil uh, Bradley Chubb's probably the, the number one name that has been floated. Uh, I talked to Bradley Chubb, just a few minutes ago, Phil, I, I was like, Bradley, thank you for this interview. I got to go. I got to get over to Phil. And of course, uh, we're going to bring you that exclusive one, one-on-one right here. <laughs> I guess that's not what happened, huh? That's not what happened. Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. All right. So those are the two big topics we'll get into on this episode, uh, hearing from George Payton, and then also uh, our thoughts on maybe some of these uh, trade these trade rumors, speculation about uh, who might be on the move uh, potentially for the Broncos with the trade deadline coming up next week. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, I've missed you this week. It's been uh, it's been hard, but uh, luckily with this technology that we all uh, became so accustomed to during uh, COVID times. Uh, we get to see each other. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not the same as being there in person in the podcast studio, but it's, it's pretty, pretty close. I'm of course in our, one of our podcast studios right now. Right. This is, a, this is our London podcast studio over here. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, over there at Abbey road or no, yeah, this was, this is actually the first podcast supervisor right here. If you're uh, watching <laughs> the video. Yeah. A famous Londoner right there. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Eric, of course, I, I'm back here in Denver because of uh, Broncos post game live. We got we got to do that in our studio here. So the show must go on, as they say. Yeah. But of course, uh, on that show, I'll also be hearing uh, from you, but you'll be uh, field site there at Wembley. 
That's right, Phil. I haven't, I, uh, I've been in the depths of the stadium in the tunnel area. I've yet to go on the field. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, obviously a, a historic stadium. The Broncos are going to be playing in, uh, for the second time during the regular season, the Broncos will be playing there, uh, at Wembley. So that's kind of a, kind of a cool deal. Yeah. yeah I'm excited, Phil. Yeah. Uh, Eric, of course, this is an interactive show. Uh, one way is to go to a pub in London and uh, you can interact with us uh, or just you and then me on a head on a stick. But what are some of the other ways that people can get involved with the show? Yeah, that's right, Phil. You could call 707 Neutral, leave a voicemail. You could uh, leave a, an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Or, Phil, you could uh, leave a comment right there on the Rockies official YouTube page. Yeah, uh, we we unfortunately uh, don't quite have time to go over all of the YouTube comments uh, this week, but uh, I did want to. We do have a, a couple of emails to get to a little bit later on in the show, but I did want to mention that uh, one very special uh, neutral zone listener uh, reached out to us this week, Eric, uh, mentioning that uh, the Broncos and uh, Nathaniel Hackett have had a lot of eyeballs and attention on the Broncos this week uh, because uh, they've played a lot of primetime games. That was something, of course, that George Payton brought up uh, over there in London. Uh, just uh, quickly, your thoughts on uh, the Broncos having a, a lot of primetime games to start. Yeah, Phil, I mean, I think we protect the anonymity here, the uh, identity of our very special emailer. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it is true. I believe uh, a stat that we saw, Nathaniel Hackett's the first head coach in, what, 50, 60 years to have four primetime games in his first six games as head coach. Just the the scrutiny, the intensity, the eyeballs, it's more than a head coach has dealt with in a really long time. I think it's a fair point that um, if this team were – you know, even if they were two and five, if they were doing so just at at two twenty five p.m. Mountain Time every week, Phil, the scrutiny wouldn't be as bad. Some of the, the things that we've seen really people focus in on, whether it's a decision to kick in Seattle, whether it's um, game management, delays of games, those sorts of things. Every coach does that. You, you you pop on red zone and you see every coach struggles with these sorts of things. Even Bill Belichick, Phil, who's tied for the second most wins in NFL history. He gets scrutinized week to week on certain decisions. And so I think uh, George Payton put it well when he said he's never seen a coach be scrutinized like this. And I think that primetime effect really has a, uh, a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that he would be taking some pressure here locally, just like on the radio and whatnot, uh, no matter what was going on. But just from a, a national perspective, I do think that there's been a lot of attention on the start the Broncos have had here. And I think uh, for whatever reason, all of these games also have come down to the wire. It's been a fourth quarter you know, play here or there, or a fourth quarter decision that's really determined the outcome of some of these games. And, uh, you know, I think that it would do uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos good to just have a game. That's like a little bit of a comfortable lead, maybe just something that where it's not right down to the wire. And uh, there's a lot of attention on this uh, game. Of course, the Broncos are playing in an exclusive window this yep. week here with uh, the, the game in London. So uh, that I think the exclusively on ESPN plus, right, Eric? I think locally in Denver, you can get it uh, on the local ABC affiliate, I believe. But uh, nationally, yeah, anywhere, no. nationally, ESPN Plus. And so, so I will just chime in one more thing. I think that not just primetime, but the, the reason there's primetime games is because of the expectations that this team faced at the beginning of the season. And 
you know, Brian Dable out in New York. He's obviously had a, a nice start to his head coaching career. But if the Giants had started two and five, I don't think there would have been this scrutiny because there was not the same sort of expectation level there. And granted, this this Broncos team with Russell Wilson, there were high expectations. And so when you don't meet those, that that has a lot to do with the, the uh, increased scrutiny as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I agree. I mean, it's sort of an interesting situation where uh, you hire a first-time head coach and then you make this big trade uh, is sort of a, just a altogether, a lot of expectations, a lot of newness here in Denver. And then you throw in all the primetime games. Uh, there's been a lot of attention on this organization. And uh, that's a good thing because you want that opportunity to play in primetime. You, you thought maybe the way that this schedule was stacking up, that that would have been a really good thing for the Broncos uh, to get a hot start to the season on primetime. But it just hasn't worked that way. And uh, there's been a lot of scrutiny. I think I heard Adam Schefter say this week on uh, radio here that he's never seen a fan base really react to a head coach uh, the beginning of his tenure, the way that uh, things have unfolded here with Nathaniel Hackett. So I uh, just wanted to mention that off the top because uh, we did have one very special listener uh, reach out to us. So this is an interactive show. This is what we're about here. So uh, if you got something to say, reach out to us. We appreciate that. So uh, Eric, with that, let's dive into our first topic here on this uh, episode, and that's talking about uh, George Payton's comments there in London, met the media for the first time this season. And uh, of course, the general manager is going to back the head coach and the starting quarterback. Yeah, of course. And I, I mean, I think one of the things that stood out to me, Phil, was especially about Russell Wilson, but Nathaniel Hackett as well. This is not a seven game uh, season here. And this is not a seven game referendum on what the Broncos hope to accomplish. There, there's a long-term goal in place. George Payton said he knew that there would be growing pains. Um, obviously the Broncos, he, he also said, this is not acceptable and this is not good enough and the Broncos must be better, but it, it's really easy after you know less than two months to, to kind of be up in arms and say, Hey, throw the whole thing out, get rid of everybody. Uh, how do we fix this? But I also think that you've got to have, um, kind of the courage to ride out what can be a tough stretch. And, and it seems like George Payton still firmly believes in the vision of this team. Like, like you said, he, he supported head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He supported Russell Wilson. Uh, so they see the same guy in Russ that can run around and make plays, um, have that accuracy, that big playability. And so I, I think there's a distinction here between what, where George Payton's at and where a lot of national media, local media are at in that George is saying, Hey, listen, we need to be better. hundred percent. We need to be better. This cannot continue this way, but he also has faith that, you know, if we learn how to win, and that was kind of one of the key points is this team needs to learn how to win. Once they do that, uh, I think they believe in the foundational pieces that they have. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense for George to come out and really back these guys. I mean, of course, he's the one who hired Nathaniel Hackett. He saw something in uh, Hackett that he thought could eventually become a good coach here. And so uh, he's not going to overreact uh, through seven games. And then uh, I thought that it was a good point about Russell Wilson, that he has seen the flashes. This is still the guy that they thought that they were trading for. Uh, they just need to see that consistency. And that's sort of something that, uh, 
uh, Hackett has brought up several times this year. I wanted to highlight, uh, I thought that this was a, a really strong statement from uh, Peyton. He said, uh, obviously the results aren't there. It's not good enough at two and five. We all need to be better. And it starts with me. I do believe in this football team. I do believe in the people in our building, our coaching staff. We can turn it around. It's only seven games. We've been in every game, but that's not what it's about. It's about winning games. We need to learn how to win football games. And we haven't done that. And uh, I mean, that's, that's, I think, what you really want to hear from, uh, from George Payton is that, look, ultimately, this has not been good enough. Uh, he was asked, though, later on, how do you learn how to win football games? Yeah, yeah that's right. And there really is no easy answer because you just have to do it. And I, I think, um, obviously, Russell Wilson is a, is a winner. He's won a lot in his career. But you do have a lot of guys here, Phil, that have not won in their NFL careers. And some guys have not won since college consistently. And some guys even in college were, were the best player on a bad football team. And so they've got to find a way to do that. I think uh, I'm encouraged that they've been in all these games. You know, it's, it's not like they've just gone out and laid a, a dud as a team in any of these games. They've been competitive. I think that speaks to, hey, if you can just make one or two plays, you know, these these one-score games, there's there tends to be a, a degree of randomness in terms of how they they end up. The Broncos just have to find a way to make uh, one or two more plays. But yeah, if, if uh, I liked the approach just in terms of, hey, if you get up there and you say, oh, it's fine, two and five's fine, we're not we're not worried about it. That, that's not the right approach. But he got up there, he took responsibility himself. He said, hey, we need to be better. This is not good enough. He, he addressed those concerns. Um, but he also, he, he's not going to panic here. He's not going to make a panic move because of the start to a, uh, the start to the season. And I think it's important sort of reflect on what he said months ago. You know, I think it was at the start of training camp. I asked him, do you view this as a Super Bowl or bust season? Or are you okay with the players looking at it that way? And he said, you know, I, I would hope they look at it that way. You have to approach every year like that. But he also viewed this as a multi-year window for the Broncos. And so that's not to say that they're, they're giving up on the season by any means, but it, all, it also means that you don't need to tear it down just because it hasn't worked the way you wanted through seven weeks. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, Eric. You don't want to make any sort of a rash decision here. I do think that it was good that George Payton said, look, it starts with me because ultimately the buck stops at the top. You know, and he's the one who's uh, made these decisions. You know, he he hired Nathaniel Hackett. He made the trade for Russell Wilson. And there's been a lot of spotlight on on those two individuals in particular here. So I do think that it was good that George said, look, it starts with me. We all got to be better here. But the big thing I think that from George Payne's perspective is, does he see the potential there? Of course, uh, Nathaniel Hackett has not been outstanding these first seven games but if you think that there's this potential there where you're like look this guy is eventually going to get this and right. he's going to be a good head coach then you don't panic you know what i mean and uh i think that we have seen signs of uh play calling that has been good you know there's guys who have been schemed open there's been some easy plays there to be made but it just hasn't happened for a full 60 minutes in one of these games you know it's been hey that was a great first half but in the third quarter things just came off the tracks here you know so i do think that there has been some signs there it's just about putting it together and look there's much more that goes into being the head coach 
than just play calling on, on Sundays, you know? And so all of these things need to come together more so the Broncos can win these games. And, uh, you know, I heard Nathaniel Hackett, he was on uh, KOA on uh, Friday morning. He said, look, I appreciate George Payton supporting me, but I also know that it's my job to get this team to win football games. And so it's a high profile position. The Broncos are a high profile team in the NFL. Two and five is not good enough. So there's going to be this pressure here. But what you don't want to do is hit the panic button, start uh, uh, breaking everything down and just saying, look, uh, we made a mistake here. We got to just panic and, and move on. The good teams in this league are consistent. And uh, that's why I think that it's important to see, okay, if there's potential here with Nathaniel Hackett, maybe we got to ride out a little bit of these bumps but in the end, this thing's going to smooth over. Right. And nobody's shirking responsibility here. Like you mentioned, Nathaniel Hackett knows he's got to be better. He said over and over again, it starts with me. I've got to be, I've got to do a better job uh, finding plays that put players in position to succeed. Um, I, I think, you know, George Payton was asked specifically, what is it about Nathaniel Hackett that, that gives you confidence? And he said, in part, it's the ability to hold the building together over these last couple of weeks. That's an important part of the head coach's job. And Nathaniel Hackett's done a really good job of doing that. And listen, it'd be easy after some of these losses to come out and lay a, lay a, uh, lay a stinker. The Broncos have not done that. They've been competitive in every football game. Um, and, you know, we talked about the, the play calling, all that sort of thing. The Broncos, when one element of their staff, one element of their roster has done well, they've kind of been let down by other areas. You know, Nathaniel Hackett calls a great play, or maybe there's a drop, or maybe uh, you've got a, the players are executing, but the play call's not right. Or maybe, um, you know, you just kind of have a, a bit of bad luck at certain times. I mean, I think that's where when you look at this offense specifically, it's almost like uh, you plug one hole and another another leak is springing somewhere else on the ship. The Broncos have to learn to play. You know, we talk about complementary football offense versus defense. Well, just on offense, you've got to you've got to complement each other here and kind of all be moving in the same direction. And uh, George Payton clearly has faith that, that they can do that. They've put they got to figure it out here, particularly if you want to make something happen this season. So, of course, he was asked a lot about Hackett there, but he was also asked about Russell Wilson. Uh, of course, that was the big trade in the NFL this season. It came with a lot of expectations. Uh, he said that if he's concerned about uh, Russell Wilson's recent play, and he says, I quote, I'm not concerned. We're in it for the long haul with Russ, not just the first seven games here. Uh, uh, interesting that he said that there, Eric, I thought just because, you know, Russ, I mean, I think he would admit it himself. Uh, he certainly has done that after a couple of games where he said that he's got to play better. I think Russ knows that he needs to play better. And, uh, you know, what, just curious what you thought about uh, Hackett or uh, George Payton really back in his quarterback here. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what you want. That's what you expect. It's not a time for a division, especially this early into the tenure, the Broncos clearly made a commitment to him. Um, not just with the, you know, the, the contract, but the, the amount of trade compensation they gave up to get him in the first place. This was a long-term move. They view that they've got their guy for the next at least half a decade. Um, and so, you know, what the extension ties into Denver, seven, eight years. I mean, this is a, a long-term decision. Uh, the Broncos are not going to panic. I think we've seen enough from Russ time and time again. You know, he's taking some heat right now, but he, he tends to figure things out and he tends to play well and win football games. And so, you know, that's what George Payton expects. And so no surprise, obviously, to hear him have his quarterbacks back. 
Yeah, of course. And like you said, he's seen flashes from Russ, but uh, you know, it's, it's again, just similar to uh, the entire team. It's got to come together for the full uh, 60 minutes here. Uh, He was asked about giving Russell Wilson a contract extension before Russell Wilson ever played a game. You know, he said that he saw what he needed to see from Russell Wilson during training camp. And then they wanted to get ahead of the market here, you know, and of course, uh, you know, if Russ comes out, lights it up here, and then maybe some other deals happen around the league or something, you never know what's going to happen. So those things drive the price up. George Payton and the Broncos felt comfortable giving uh, Russell Wilson that contract based on what they had seen. Yeah. And listen, you know, when you traded for, first round slash second round picks and Noah Fana, Drew Locke and, and Shelby Harris, you'd already made a really significant investment in Russell Wilson. You were going to give him a contract. And so to, I don't have a problem still with getting it done. You'd already put your eggs in that basket. And if, if it didn't work out, if it doesn't work out, you know, you were already down that road. And so what wouldn't be good, obviously, Phil is to make all, make that investment and then, two years later, you lose the guy because you're not, or you have to pay an exorbitant amount or there's tension, you know, that that's not a good road either. And so, you know, listen, they, they made the move, they put their eggs in that basket. The contract was just kind of the next step there and almost a foregone conclusion that it was going to happen. Um, so t- to me, I kind of view that all as, and, and yes, it extends the deal, but I, all, I view that kind of as one uh, move all in one. Yeah, they didn't just make that trade for Russell Wilson for two week, two years. So, yeah. I mean, it's all sort of one thing. And uh, to me, smart to get it done before the season. So, uh, yeah. you know, you're going to do it no matter what. So uh, that's sort of the thinking there. So those are uh, uh, the comments uh, from George Payton this week in London, our first time hearing from the Broncos general manager this season since the two and five start. Uh, clearly a lot of pressure on this team uh, to get things turned around here, but uh, no panic from uh, George Payton so far. Let's move into our uh, second topic on this episode, uh, Eric, and that's talking about the trade deadline coming up here. Um, reports swirling around about potentially Jerry Judy being uh, uh, taking some phone calls there. Uh, George Payton said that he's always working the phones with uh, general managers. So uh, Jerry Judy's name's come up and so is Bradley Chubbs. Yeah, probably a little bit different hours here for George Payton. I mean, it's a uh, time change. I'm sure makes this week a little bit tricky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one, one important thing to note is that uh, George Payton said this weekend's game against the Jaguars, win or lose, does not have a major impact on his decisions, um, which I think is a smart way to do things. You don't want to have your entire philosophy around trading players or keeping players be related to one game. Now it's possible that the season as a whole has an impact, but one win or one loss, you know, which could really, you could, the Broncos could have a great day and the Jaguars could have a a bad day. If you're going to make a trade that shouldn't stop you. And the same thing that if you're planning to stand pat with guys, you know, one, one more bad day on offense shouldn't, I think, change your whole philosophy in terms of the, the trade deadline. But so I, I want to focus mainly here on Bradley Chubb because he's the biggest name, obviously leads the Broncos in sacks. Um, we talked to him today, Phil. He wants to be here. He 100%, I 100% want to be in Denver long-term. Is trying to tune out the noise. Um, obviously a difficult situation for him and, and for George Payton, it's tough because, so this goes beyond obviously just, you know, do you want draft capital? Bradley Chubb's a free agent after the year. So you would have to decide 
you know, this kind of goes in with, do we give Bradley Chubb a long-term deal? Do we franchise tag him? But, you know, what is the long-term plan with Brad? Do we plan to let him walk in free agency? What is the long-term plan there? And so a decision that maybe you thought you had a little bit more time to make is, is maybe moved up now because of the trade deadline and, and where this team's at. Uh, most definitely. I mean, uh, this game against the Jags has nothing to do with how they are approaching things here. I mean, the the coaching staff, their job is to win football games week in and week out. The the front office here, they've got to worry about the short term here, winning games now, and also the long term. And they're constantly balancing those two things. So, I mean, one game against the Jags has nothing to do with Bradley Chubb's situation here. Now, I'm sure that George Payton, uh, Rich Hortado, this staff here, they've been talking with Chubb's representation, I'm sure. They have an idea on what it's going to take to keep Bradley Chubb here long term. Now, the Broncos, have, like we just mentioned, invested a lot of money in Russell Wilson. We know how important it is to have that quarterback in place in terms of wins or losses. The quarterback is determining that outcome a lot more than one pass rusher. The Broncos have lived that with Von Miller and no quarterback. So they know exactly what that's all about. And so the Broncos have invested a lot in Russell Wilson. It's going to take a lot to keep Bradley Chubb here. So I'm sure that George Payton's wondering, okay, or can we do Bradley Chubb? He said that he wants to keep Bradley Chubb here too. I mean, George Payton doesn't want to lose a quality guy like Bradley Chubb. He said that he's a core player, wants to keep core players uh, here in Denver. But ultimately, do, can they do it? Is it feasible? And if that answer is no, then instead of just losing Bradley Chubb on the open market, it's best to get some draft capital considering the Broncos don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. I don't think they'll get that for Bradley Chubb, but at least they can start to, to acquire something in the future. Yeah. And, and George Payne said he's going to do what's best for the team. And that, you know, that might be a hard decision uh, regarding Bradley. We'll have to see, you know, I personally Phil, and this is independent of football. I'm a big Bradley Chubb fan. He is a, a great guy. I, I hope he's here. Um, but, you know, it, it's a it's a tough deal because, like you mentioned, you've got that contract. Pat Sertan's going to get paid at some point, Phil. You know, uh, Baron Browning's obviously coming on really strong, injured right now, but he looks like a guy that you could depend on an outside linebacker. Um, there's so many factors here, you know, and I, I do think Chubb's a captain. He's a guy that was drafted here. George has said we want to draft and develop and, and re retain our players. So do you do you want to send a message here that, hey, you do stuff like Bradley Chubb, you do it the right way, you're going to get rewarded. We're not going to trade you. Uh, do they say, hey, we have Baron Browning and Randy Gregory uh, when he's healthy? You know, maybe, maybe we're uh, maybe that's a surplus for us. We need picks, but also when you get draft picks, it doesn't mean they're going to pan out. George Payton has talked about them being darts, Phil. And so you get a you get a third round pick or a third and a fourth or, or whatever it ends up being you've got a 50% chance there or 60% chance that, that player is going to end up being somebody and, and they might not be the same caliber guy as Bradley. And so I think you've got to consider all these things. I know, I know that's a lot for George Payton to think about right now, but that's one of the tough decisions that comes with being the GM. And uh, I know he's going to end up doing what, what is best for the team in the long run, but you know, it may not be the easy choice. It may not be the popular choice. I, I truly, as we sit here reporting on a Friday, Phil, I don't know which way it's going to go. 
It, it is really, it's a difficult business. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, we really enjoy Bradley Chubb. Uh, great guy to talk to in the locker room. I mean, uh, uh, that is the hard part about this business. You get emotionally attached to these guys, and then uh, you've got to also make this business decision. And uh, we certainly know George Payton is not afraid to make difficult decisions, traded away Von Miller last year. I mean, this was uh, a guy who led the franchise in sacks, you know, brought a Super Bowl to Denver uh, as an MVP of Super Bowl 50 and traded him. So not afraid to make the big decision. That's a, a, a difficult one. But if it's necessary, he's going to do what's best to help the Broncos here. So uh, Jerry Judy, another guy who has uh, uh, his name swirling around out there. He does have potentially two more years if they want want to keep uh, keep him for a fifth uh, year option. So uh, I do think that uh, Bradley or uh, Jerry Judy Judy is another name to keep an eye on here as we move forward. But uh, Eric, I did want to get to one email here before we say goodbye. Okay, this email is from Adam in Idaho. Thank you very much. I believe this is a first time email. Says, I love the show. Listen to you guys every single week. And he has a hypothetical question for us. Considering that Aaron Rodgers is struggling in Green Bay, Russell Wilson is struggling uh, with this offense here. Would you make a trade straight up for those guys, seeing as Hackett and Rodgers were each other's everything, much like Eric is to Phil? Yeah, I mean, it's clear that it's not going well in Green Bay either, obviously. It's not going well in Tampa, Phil, for, for Tom Brady, a couple of these older quarterbacks. I think I still stick with Russ just because of the, the possible longevity here of his career. I mean, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers, especially if things continue to go the same way, that he's going to play for more than one more season. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just a sense I get. Whereas Russ, we know he wants to play, you know, he said 10, 11, 12 more years. He's going to be around for a while. He's still got high quality football left. Uh, the Broncos, you know, clearly made a choice to go after Russell Wilson. I think that the idea behind it was strong. And again, seven weeks doesn't change my opinion on that. And, you know, if Russ keeps doing those high knees, uh, who knows? He could play 15 more years, maybe. You so, couldn't help yourself, could you? Uh, no, I couldn't. I had to do yeah. that. So. Yeah. I, I did that, too, and nobody gave me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I figured. I was like, Eric was probably up with him doing them. Yeah. Uh, interesting, though, just the, the Hackett and Rogers together. It works beautifully. You separate them, too, and they're both uh, struggling here to start. So, uh, Okay, well, this has been a quick episode because uh, – you got to go to a pub or something, right, Eric? Yeah, I need a pint. I need a pint fast, Phil. A pint. Yeah, you get your fish and chips. Yeah. Now, have you tried the mushy peas? Uh, people sleep on the mushy peas, but uh, you know, I'm half British. I don't know if you knew that. So, wow, you got to get those mushy peas. There. I'm on an all liquid diet this week, Phil. Oh, malt vinegar only, huh? Uh, sure. No, you mean uh, Guinness? Malt, malt something. Something malt something. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's been our look here at uh, what the Broncos have been doing in London. Our comments, uh, comments from George Payton uh, and uh, also some thoughts on uh, the trade rumors that are sure to intensify before Tuesday's deadline. So uh, uh, a quick episode here, but uh, hopefully that gets you juiced up for this game against Jacksonville and uh, see if the Broncos, I don't want to say get back on track, Eric, because I'm not sure if it's ever really been on the tracks, but uh, get back in the win column. Okay, how about we say that? Yeah, just got to start with one, Phil. Got to, yeah. The if you want to climb a mountain, Eric, it starts with the first step. Exactly. 
that's how I always look at everything. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. For Eric Daw, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to... The Neutral Zone.